Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, y'all, good morning. I honestly consider it a great privilege to be spending the day after Christmas with you guys this year. And as, uh, I don't know where, oh, Kevin's in the back. Kevin let me know that next year, uh, Sunday falls on Christmas Day. So we actually get to spend Christmas Day together next year. I'm looking forward to that too. I don't, I can't remember the last time that's happened. I guess it happens every once in a while. But I'm really excited about what's going to happen today. I think, or I know that today is going to be one of those services that even though you may have woken up this morning, you're like, man, do I go to church today? I mean, it's the day after Christmas. I'm kind of tired. I think it's going to be one of those Sundays that you look back on and you're like, wow, I'm glad I went to church that day. So set your expectation for that because I believe it's going to be a catalyst type of service. And if you're tuning in online with us today, I just want to say, hey, uh, thanks for being with us today. We're glad you're there. But today I want to help you establish a vision for your life. For the new year. This isn't about the church vision. This is about your vision for your life. And because if, if you don't take time to visualize where you want to go, you're going to get caught up in the day to day of life and you're just going to end up exactly where you were before. Has that ever happened to anybody? Just kind of go on autopilot a year later, you're like, wow, I'm in the same place that I was last year. But God has great things for you to accomplish. So we're not going to do that this year, this new year. This is going to be fun for some of you today. This is going to be challenging for most of you today. So you can just thank me now for giving you a nice challenge today. Because taking time to establish the vision for your life is really not something that comes easily, really, to anybody, because there's a lot of resistance to that. First of all, it's not something that you normally do, so it feels a little bit uncomfortable to do something you're not used to. And secondly, Satan is on mission to kill your vision, because he knows that if you don't have vision, you're going nowhere. And that's what he wants. But when you combine your vision with your trust in God, you're going to accomplish everything you set out to do and more. And I'm going to show that to you today. I'm really excited about that. But first, let's look at Ephesians 3.20, where it says, All glory to God, because he's the one who's able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So today we're going to take time to think through the vision for our lives so God can take what we think and accomplish infinitely more through what we think. So that's what the paper uh, in your seat is for. If you don't have one, look around because they're kind of all around here. Make sure you have one because I'm going to give you some time today to write your vision for each category that's listed in there. But first, I got to help you overcome some obstacles that might hinder you from writing that vision. In James 4.13, it says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. Well, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while and then it's gone. Now is everybody motivated to plan for your future? It's a great way to start this out, right? But I had to take you here because people will take scriptures like this and use it as an excuse not to have vision for their life. They'll read this and they'll just kind of tap out and say, you know what, I'm just going with the flow. God doesn't want me to have vision anyway. But that mindset doesn't agree with the full counsel of God's word. So we need to look at more scriptures to find out what James is talking about here. And why don't we just start with the very next verse? He goes on to say, what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. In other words, James is not saying that you shouldn't have a plan. What he's saying is God should be directing your plan. See the difference? 
Proverbs brings us clarity on this. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So if you do this by yourself, you'll end up on the wrong path. But if you do this with God, he will show you which path to take. How cool is that? He shows you which path to take. That's so awesome. You don't even have to wonder if you're on the right path. You just simply seek God's will, and he's going to make sure that you get on the right path. The creator of the universe, your heavenly father, is going to make sure he's going to give you the path to take. That's awesome. All right, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it to Proverbs 16, because we're going to read the first nine verses in Proverbs 16, because it really offers an in-depth explanation of what we're talking about today. So Proverbs chapter 16 And we're going to read the first nine verses. It says, We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives us the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. There's so much good in that little block of scripture there. But let's take a look at just a couple of these verses again. I'm going to show them to you in a different translation. This is in the Passion Translation, Proverbs 16.3. It says, Before you do anything... Put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. Then every plan you make will succeed. Who's making the plans here? You are. Every plan who makes? Every plan you make will succeed. This is going to challenge some of you because you've always thought that God is going to do this for you. Nope, he's not going to do it for you. He wants you to make the plan. He wants you to establish a vision for your life. He wants you to decide where you want to go and what you want to accomplish. But do not dare make a plan if you have not first learned how to trust in God for everything. First. You know, a few weeks ago, we talked about how God wants us to trust him with our financial needs so that we can focus on multiplying what he gives us. You guys remember that message? Just like you cannot live in God's promise of wealth without trusting God, You cannot fulfill the vision for your life without trusting God. They go hand in hand. Trust in God is required for your plans to succeed. Now skip down to verse 9 where it says, Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. So is this verse telling us not to make plans for our future? Right. But you can sure bend this scripture to justify your hesitation to get out of your comfort zone if you want to, right? But that's a misuse of scripture. But now that we got that out of the way, let's look again with fresh eyes because this scripture is extremely clarifying on how all of this works. I highlighted a few sections here. Within your heart, you can make the plans. You make the plans for your future. But trust the Lord, or the Lord chooses the steps that, you take, that it takes to get you there. In other words, we're to have vision for our lives in our hearts. And it's supposed, it's supposed to be so real to us, so ingrained to us, that what we see ourselves doing in the future is just as real as where we are right now. But although we decide where we're going, it's the Lord that designs the path that gets us there. Isn't that cool? God wants us to use the creativity that he gave us. He gave us creativity. He made us in his image, right? 
to create things. He wants us to use that creativity to establish a vision for our future. And then he wants us to trust him with each step that it takes us to get to that vision. Is it coming alive to people? Beth was telling me last night that she likes to do the opposite. She wants God to decide the destination so that she can choose which steps to take to get there. Anybody? Been there, done that? That's not the way it works. So today, I want to encourage you to dream for your future and dream big. Because now you know the creator of the universe is going to partner with you and show you every step to take to get to your vision. You make the plan. You establish the vision. And God's going to help you get there. Before we work on writing our vision, though, I want to tell you about a vision of mine that I'm smack dab in the middle of. And preparing this message actually helped me understand what's going on, because sometimes when God shows you those steps, you get a little worried that he may not know what he's doing. So I have a vision of living in a home that's nestled in the forest, surrounded by trees, and away from the noise of the city. I've had this vision for more than a decade now. That's the vision for my home. And when Beth and I got married at age 18, we started out living in an apartment in the city. And then we moved to an apartment on my parents' land. And then we moved to a house in a neighborhood in Owasso. And at that house, there was not even one tree in the backyard. Not even one. It didn't seem like we were getting any closer to the vision, but in hindsight, I can realize that each step was actually getting us financially prepared for the next step. God knew what he was doing. So Beth became pregnant with our second child, and I was working from home. And it already wasn't going very well, with one toddler running around, so I knew we had to do something. I either needed office space or we needed a bigger house so that there could be some separation between my office and the rest of the house. And we decided on getting a bigger house because it was a better financial decision in the long run. So we set our parameters on Zillow and we examined every new house that came on the market, every single one. And we went to look at some of them, but we were not having any luck. And my mom, who's our realtor, had to endure all that looking for quite some time. But one day I noticed a house that was slightly outside of what I wanted to pay for our next house, slightly outside of that, but I was drawn to it. So I got in the car and didn't tell Beth where I was going and went and looked at it without her. And as soon as I pulled up, I knew it was mine. And I can't explain how I knew. It's just like I drove up and like at the core of my being, my spirit was just in agreement with this house. This is where I'm supposed to live. But my head wasn't in agreement. It's, it, I didn't like the price. Like It was at a price that we could make it work, but it didn't have the margin that I wanted. I'm kind of conservative with things like this. I'm like, I just don't like that price. But I couldn't shake it. So I told Beth about it, and we, I drove her by it. And then we got with my mom, and she took us to see the inside of the house. When I walked in, I had vision. I could see my family there, my kids running around. I could see my office and my video studio in the upstairs of the house. Like I, just, I knew exactly how it was supposed to be laid out. In the backyard, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like, although this house is in a neighborhood, when you look out the back windows, it looks like you're living in a forest because you can't see any of the other houses. All you see is a bunch of trees, a lot better than that no tree out the other back window. So it was a partial fulfillment of my vision. And I could go on and on about how God's blessed us in this house and how much we love living there. And it's just been a blessing. But I have to move on so you guys can get to writing your vision. I want to make sure you have enough time. So earlier this year, I preached a message on extravagant asking, that God wants us to ask him for big things. And then I told you the story about how Beth and I were believing God for 300 acres in Skytook. Anybody remember that story? 
You haven't heard much about it since because I was waiting for the right time to give you guys an update, and today's that day. I'll tell you how the story has been unfolding. So I've been to the land countless times. I don't even know how many times. Driven there a lot. Rebuking the plan of the enemy, asking God to make a way for us to have it, all kinds of stuff. And Beth and I even met the neighbors one day when we were driving up there to check on the land. And we turns out we already knew the neighbors. It was somebody that I'd been acquainted with through another connection, and they're believers as well. And they're like, we're going to agree with you, and we're going to pray with you that you're going to get this land. And it's like, ah, oh, this is so awesome. And then a family who boards my daughter's pony, they just so happened to move to the land that shares a fence line with this land that we were looking at. So our pony now lives next to the land. Like, it was just all perfect. It's all, like, unfolding. I'm like, Wow. This is working out great. But then the land sold to somebody else. And about a month before it was sold, Beth and I went to walk on the land. Like we had driven to it many, many times, but we'd never actually got out and walked through the land because we needed permission first. So we got permission. And one day we spent about an hour just kind of walking through the 300 acres. And no, we did not cover the 300 acres in an hour, but we saw quite a bit of it. But you know what? When we were walking the land, I had no vision. None. I mean, the land was a good idea, but the good idea didn't agree with my spirit. This time my head was on board, but my spirit was not on board. And I was very disappointed. Very. Because we had talked about it a lot, and I was very disappointed. So I wanted to shake my spirit and wake it up, right? Surely it's wrong. Surely it's wrong on the inside. But I didn't tell Beth the thing that day. She, she still thought I was on board because I was so disappointed with what was going on inside of me that I wasn't going to tell anybody about it. But I just knew that this wasn't the step that we were supposed to take. So fast forward a few months, and Beth has a hobby at looking at every house that comes on the market in our area. It's kind of what she does for fun. Anybody else do that? So she'll show me from time to time this house that she found. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty house, and just move on, right? Because she's not interested. But one day she showed me a house that sparked something on the inside of me. It was just like, I was like, we, got, we have to go see that. And the next day we went with mom and we went to see this house. And I was completely stunned. We turn into this driveway with no house in sight. You just enter into these trees and you drive down this windy driveway. Where's the house? And bam, there it is, nestled in the forest. It's like my vision just like unfolded right before my eyes. It's like, wow. And not only that, but the house that's already there was the perfect layout for our family. It's exactly what we need in this next phase of life. It didn't take me long to walk through the inside of the house to figure out like, yep, this, this house is perfect for us. And then I headed back outside to explore while mom and Beth did, you know, what women do in the house. I don't, I don't know. They just had to look at the pantry and stuff like that. I just walked through. I'm like, yep, this is good. Going back outside, right? And while I was walking around, the Holy Spirit revealed how much I needed to offer on the house. Offer this much. And it was kind of a crazy offer, so I had to take some time to think about it first. I'm like, well, let me think through this. And a few days passed, and I had my mom submit the offer, only to find out they weren't taking offers because the house was going to auction. So now we're just waiting for it to go to auction so that we can show up and offer exactly what the Holy Spirit told me to offer. But that's where we are in the story. I gotta, we got to pause right there because that's, that's where we're living right now. But I wanted you to see how I established a vision for our home, and God's directing each step 
towards that vision. And the steps don't always make sense, but God knows exactly what he's doing. And that's why you have to learn to trust him regardless, trust him with everything. And just like it says in Hebrews, and I love this because this is like for me right now, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great, remember the great reward it brings you. Because when that land sold, I could have just thrown away my trust in what I was believing God for, right? But don't throw that trust away. Patient endurance is what you need now. So that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. It's tough to wait on those promises, isn't it? We live in the microwave society. We want to believe God right now for it and get it right now. But sometimes you have to wait. Patient endurance is what you need right now. Got one amen out of that. You don't have to say amen to that, but it's what you need. So now is the time to write your vision. On your paper, you're going to see several different categories to help guide you today. You see faith, family, and financial. And I want you to just start today with the one that you're most drawn to. And I I know you're not going to get this done today, but I believe that there's anointing today here for vision. Even if you've never had vision before, today you're going to have fresh vision come alive on the inside of you, and you're going to begin to see where you're supposed to go. And let me, let me tell you, even if it sounds crazy, write it down. Even if you think, I'll never get there, write it down. Write it down. So we're going to play some music in the background to help you guys focus. You all can feel free to collaborate with those around you, share with those around you, whatever, however you guys want to get this out. But go ahead and take some time now to write the vision. I'm going to pray to get us started. Holy Spirit, we invite you. You are welcome here to help us dream for our future. Lord, we, ha- we ask you to help us to think outside of the box and not get so caught up into what we think we can do, what we think we can't do, but to expand the boundaries today and have the vision that you want us to have for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. if you didn't get a chance to share today, I want you to share it with at least one person before you leave today. Just pick somebody in the room and go share your goals with them. There's just something, an accountability that really takes place once you share it with other people. And also keep this, like it's, put it in your Bible, because when you look at this next year, you're going to be like, wow, look at what God did. It's awesome. He says to write the vision, make it plain. Write it down. And if you didn't get a chance to write yours down yet, maybe you're like Ethan, you got a little stuck today, that's all right. Because you can go write it down later. Just take this paper home with you. Whenever it hits you, whenever you start dreaming, maybe you have a dream in the night, wake up and write it down. This is where I'm headed. All right? Will you all hold up your paper for me? We're going to pray over it. Lord, we thank you for this vision. And we thank you that you're going to direct every step towards the vision. And Lord, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you tell us to take a step that doesn't look like we're headed towards the vision, we're going to trust you with that step and we're going to take it. Because we trust you, God. You're the best partner that we could ever have. You're the best father that we could ever have. And you want to see these plans succeed. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. All right. I want to give you guys an opportunity to give before we go today. So if you're giving by cash or check and you need an offering envelope, just raise your hand. And I believe we'll have an usher bring you an offering envelope. Um, or if you're giving online, how you do that is you visit nolimits.fyi, tap the giving button there. It'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.